It's time for Living Your Purpose, a motivational and inspirational podcast with Peter and Joyce Nielsen. Welcome to Living Your Purpose. I'm Peter Nielsen with my lovely wife, Joyce. And we have a special guest today. I want to first introduce her, um, Andrea Shore, and she is a four-time Miss Olympia. She is in the fitness business. She is a just a, a God-fearing woman who loves what she does. And through this whole show, I hope that you open up your heart and your spirit because the show is all about purpose. And you can't live a purposeful life if you're unhealthy. And this woman truly has an amazing education in the field of kinesiology. And her mission is to help as many people before God takes her home. And she's got a long, long time to go for that. So without further ado, Andrea, thank you for being on Living Your Purpose with the both of us. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for having me. I just feel so blessed and fortunate to count you guys as family and friends, um, especially in the body of Christ. So thank you so much for the opportunity it's going to be a good one. I know it, it. is, you know, and if you could say just a little bit about your upbringing, I mean, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but mm -hmm. my hometown for the last almost 40, 40 years is Detroit. And boy, oh boy, the last yeah. two weeks we were going crazy because of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> And but, we're fellow um, Wayne State University alumni, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the homegrown things, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, definitely go Lions, okay? We want you guys to, like, continue to make some good history here. I mean, this is exciting. The city is... You like got on, that right. Electrically, like it's the energy is really, really good. So. And, and Detroit, <laughs> I love underdogs. I really do. You know, my life has been all about being an underdog, and people have written me off. You know, with Crohn's disease, two death experiences, um, you know, a really abusive childhood, and knowing that an underdog, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's a competitor, a team, or a country. Um, that is not set up to win. That is actually, people are saying, can't win. And the beautiful thing is, is that it's not over until he says it's over. <laughs> That's right. He uses the most unlikely. Right. He will use those, if you pay attention to the way the book is written, he will typically use the people who don't feel like they're qualified, who don't have all of the things that would set them up in a traditional sense, to be successful in whatever arena, um, you know, that we found ourselves reading those scriptures in, which is, it's so, his, it's his calling card. It's truly his really? calling card. So for those of you who feel like, you know what, you just don't have all of the things or you just don't have the notoriety or, you know, the money or the, the status, uh, God will provide. God yeah. always provides. So you have to just focus on what you have left to work with because he'll always leave remnants man, and then oh, give man. thanks for what he is going to do. And all of the rest will, will unfold beautifully <laughs> just as he designed it to. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely homegrown in Michigan. Uh, I spent a little bit of time away in Kansas with my dad uh, for two years. And that was during my fourth grade year. Um, I went down to live there. Uh, so my dad was a pastor. So we had 
a church there. Um, and farm work was very interesting work in Kansas. <laughs> I was used to living in the city, so um, I'm thankful for those times, though. We literally lived off of the land, um, and we had everything from pigs, cows, chickens, horses, dogs. <laughs> I mean, we and, and lots and lots of, of fruits and vegetables. So from a very early age of nine, when I first got down there, um, the first thing my dad did was give me a bucket and say, hey, your responsibility every day is going to get the eggs out the chicken coop. And that was kind of like my introduction to like the farm. And I was just like, oh, it's a lot different down here. There's no garbage pickup. We have to like sort garbage and recycle our own stuff and burn garbage and like feed, you know, the animals off of our tables from the scraps. Right. Um, very humbling, very humbling. So but again, I'm glad and thankful for that, because by the time I got back to Michigan, um, it was definitely a different area of my neighborhood um i'm from the east side of the city um when i got back it just the dynamics began to change and uh, my mom introduced me to the gym so that's kind of how it started she got to a point in her nursing career because my mom's a nurse by profession where um getting a babysitter was kind of no longer an option Uh, at this time i'm 11 and my grandfather who was my primary caregiver um when my mom was working uh, he was getting older, so she decided that, you know, you're 11 years old, I'm going to start taking you to the gym, and you'll be with me after school. This is our new routine. So, I mean, as soon as I got back from Kansas, it was like, God said, all right, we got a new plan. This is what we're doing. And it was um, it was very interesting how easily things in the gym came to me, like setting up equipment, um, figuring out how things worked. I mean, even at 11, and it was just like, okay, this is it, it's something to this. But again, I had to go through college, right? I went through high school trying to figure like myself out. But once I got to my second year in college, um, the gym just became a more important part of my life. Because after my senior year in high school, you know, I, I had a car. I thought I wanted to model. And uh, my mom did connect me with uh, a trainer. And this particular trainer said that to my mom that she didn't feel as though I had the heart to stick with it. And I took it very personal. And it was like, you know, I was just trying to find myself so throughout this time. Um, my dad had passed away from lung cancer. So, you know, I'm, just, I, I'm a young woman at that point trying to figure out what direction my life would go in. You know, what are things going to look like for me? Like trying to date. I mean, I'm an only child. So, I mean, I grew up around a lot of older adults and the dynamics of my life at that time. I'm in college. So, yeah, I began to start dating and just really trying to figure out, again, who I am and what direction my life was going to go. Um, and my mom had re-enrolled for school. She wanted to get her master's degree. And then she stopped working out. So then I was left kind of like out there with the trainer who didn't think I could do it. So I cut her loose. And so I started going to, for those of you who've been in the industry a while, um, to the newsstands and I picked up the Oxygen Magazine. And Oxygen Magazine was published by a guy named Bob Kennedy, um, who since passed away. But Bob Kennedy... Uh, started this magazine just for women and it was all about you know meal planning and meal prepping and there were little tear outs of exercises that you could take with you when you go to the gym and so I subscribed I mean I was in college we didn't have much money but I had some money and that's kind of how my journey started and it was like you know what there's something that can help me boost my own self-esteem and uh, give me some autonomy if I at least just try um, I went through, you know, some some bad dating experiences, and it was like, you know what, God, okay, I'm gonna revamp myself. I said, I, there's somehow, some way, you're gonna show me how to 
pull this together because this person doesn't believe in me over here. Then I tried another trainer and that kind of turned into a, you know, I, I don't want to date you. So like, let's not do that kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, I got to figure it out. I'm like, God, help me figure it out. So that, that magazine became a very big blessing um, in my life. And I still have a lot of those publications to this day um, where some of my, my, my then idols that I've met now um, and they look up, some of them look up to me now and it's like, oh, I was growing up watching you. Um, and I, I just began to kind of embark on that journey. Like, you know what, God, I want to know what it feels like to be in the best shape of my life, right? I, I, I Growing up in the, the neighborhood of the city, people weren't going to the gym much. Um, it's more so the guys than the women, but like a, a lot of times, and Joyce, you may be able to attest, um, there aren't as, as many women seriously in the gym. Some people make it social, but um, it began to be more of a journey about exploring what it is that I can become so that I can find what gifts and talents are within me that I can share those with the world. And so I began to like kind of go through different college courses, like, okay, maybe I want to do computer science or maybe I'll do marketing. But then I'm like, exercise science sounds like this could help me along my journey. I've gotten to a, a little bit of a pattern of, of working out at five in the morning, getting to the gym. And you know what it is, guys. You got to shovel that snow. We get this Michigan <laughs> snow. If you try to get to the gym, you got to shovel first yep. and then go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just really started to dig in and find um, that joy of, of, and my mom, again, being a single mom, she always gave so much. I started to watch her continue to go back to school but not be able to get to the gym because she wanted to provide an even better life for me. So then it was like, okay, you know what? There's something to watching this woman go to church, go to work, and go to school. And she's giving up so much. And women tend to give so much that a lot of times they will look back or look up at a certain point and they're like, what happened to me? Mm-hmm. And I saw that unfold with my mom. And it was like, okay, I began to pray and ask God, okay, with all this knowledge of training now, and by this time I met Wayne State in my junior year, what can I do to actually create a, a safe space for women to come and meet to help foster, you know, the sense of care for your body? God gave you the temple to live in, and you have to take care of it, right? And the better care you take of it, you can be a better mom, you can be a better sister, you can be a better friend. Um, and those things started to kind of play out even in my own life, right? The structure that bodybuilding gave me was like, now I can show up for work on time. I know how to manage my time. More. I can get these meals prepped. I care about what I eat. I'm not just going to eat anything, right? I, God gave us um, the temperance to be able to do things in an orderly manner and with moderation. So that began to start to develop and morph into my, my message, my message then became, I want to show women and empower women how to take the best care of themselves so that they can care for others. So whatever their gifts are, right, I'm just here to help them take care of the outside. And it always turns into some portion of the inside. Um, but it, and it didn't matter what age. I just wanted to really focus on women across the lifespan. And so that's been my motto, my mission. Um, I'm, I like to say my I'm preaching the fitness gospel. <laughs> You know, I got a question for you're on so many different covers of magazines and you are just every everywhere you turn, you see videos of you in such great shape. How much does nutrition? I mean, I know 
You know, I mean, I haven't had red meat in, you know, a, cu a couple dozen years. I haven't had dairy products in 40 years. So nutrition is a big core pillar of who I am. How much is nutrition uh, a part of your life? 100%. 100%. <laughs> and it became real revelatory to me, too, that unfortunately, many of the manufacturers in America don't have the best standards of quality with food, right? Many of them care more about having food on the shelf or increasing the shelf life rather than making sure that those foods actually give life to the person consuming them. So that began to really open my eyes to, you know, what is it that's in this food that we really need to pay closer attention to? So, for instance, I had really bad eczema um, when I first kind of started, you know, coming into my teenage years and then my early 20s. And as soon as I cut out dairy, it completely went away. It was like, wow, the, the food, God has given us the beauty of a good, clean food to take care of our bodies. And people don't realize, right, people <laughs> don't realize that um, that milk, you know, dairy, I mean, I get so many angry people <laughs> that will respond to me, but it's medical science. Dairy yes. is an irritant. It will cause inflammation. It, it produces mucus. So yes. you can get your calcium, your magnesium, your vitamin D3 from spinach. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's so many different sources. Knowledge is power. And nutrition, I always say, is 60 to 70% on how you look and how you feel has to do with what you put in this little circle called your mouth. And you're a great... Chef, you're a great cook. <laughs> he gives me too much credit, but I do do good uh, food preps, meal preps for the week. And as you know, that, that's key because otherwise you're just going to grab whatever is around you when your body yep. starts craving all the nutrients it needs. But um, did, you yeah. used to be a gymnast, right? I was. Yeah, I was. I so there. What was it that made you do the switch and decide to go into like competitive? bodybuilding and the mental aspect to get up on stage and make that transition and you know keep that endurance going even when all the cards are against you well it definitely kind of it morphed over time so my mom again she's going through these different educational advancements um and i believe during that time she went back to get her bachelor's degree um so just a matter of logistically she wasn't able to take me to gymnastics as much and so I started doing cheerleading at um, St. Raymond's, which was my um, grade school. So when cheerleading was there, I kind of moved out of the gymnastics. And I'm already at school, so then I started cheer. Um, and then that lasted up through middle school. And then after middle school, I got into high school, and I was kind of like burnt out of cheer. And then I said, well, you know what? I'm going to take an aerobics class. <laughs> there's some there's some structure, at least with that. <laughs> um, and I had an amazing aerobics instructor um, as a teacher and she really kind of just took me under her wing a little bit because, again, emotionally in high school, um, having lost my dad, you know, I was pretty fragile. And she, um, she at least showed me some basics. But I told her, you know, I've been going to the gym with my mom and, you know, I'm seeing these things. And it seems like this is um, something that I, I, I could really, like, make. I, I can make this into something, but I'm not sure. So cultivating that um, confidence. Um, she was very good at that. But then once I got out of high school, it was like, what is there now? There's no, 
no aerobics class. Um, and again, I was kind of trying to still figure out who I was. So there were a little bit of partying, um, you know, hanging out, drinking. And it was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't be doing this. And then I'm like, all right, let me get back in the gym. Put on like an extra 10 or 15 pounds my freshman year. But then I'm like, nothing's going to make me get in shape like doing a show. And I, I never forget, I met a gentleman named Dominic. At that time, Dominic was 67 years old, I believe. And he was competing, still actively competing. And when I met him, I'm like, no way, you look amazing. And his son, who was then in his 40s, said, oh, yeah, my, he, he's been competing a long time. And I'm doing a show, too. And I'm like, this is a family affair? I'm like, wow. And I just began, I became so inspired. But then I said, okay, running marathons is one thing. But if I can still eat what I want and, and it not be healthy foods, that's not going to be a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? There's nothing that's going to make me, and I'm a performer kind of by nature with all of the cheerleading and the gymnastics. So bodybuilding began to just be a perfect fit. And then I saw a huge mural of Linda Murray on the powerhouse centerline wall. And I saw that and I said, oh, oh, this lady, if I could get just a fraction of that. Do you want to hear, you hear a quick story? And this is going to age me a little, but I oh. was in Southfield, Michigan. And um, I was with a friend, and her best friend was Linda. So Linda came over her apartment, and she said, can you take a look at Linda? Like, you know, she's going to compete. And this was like one of her first shows. And she comes out, and she does a posing expedition for both of us. And my mouth just went like this. <laughs> and because I've been in the business my whole life, I just remember just speaking life into her and saying, no matter what anyone says, keep moving forward. You are genetically blessed and you can take this wherever you want it to go. And I remember, <clears throat> I remember I was one of the judges at the Mr. Michigan, and it was at the Redford Theater, and she was, we didn't see each other for like, literally like, maybe 10 years or something, and she was the guest poser, and all of a sudden, she hit center stage, and I'm like right there with a bunch of the judges, and she does her infamous lat spread, and then she looks down, and there was his biggest smile, and it was just like God had such a plan for her as he does for everyone. And I just remember the day that she was like a deer looking into the headlights saying, am I good enough? Like, could this work? And she has shined like, like an amazing, you know, star. And so if you do see her, please tell oh, us. Oh, yeah. Hello. I saw her this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, what what a, a mark she made in bodybuilding in general, not just men or women, not just women, but in bodybuilding, she was just and still is a great ambassador. She, oh, completely. She really and really a mentor. Is. I look up to yeah. her so much. And she, anytime I've ever reached out with questions, she's just been so warm, inviting, yeah. um, and truly giving of herself and her wisdom. 
um, to make sure that I, you know, am continuing to stay on um, this path that God has for me. But um, it's interesting how God puts people in your place. So Joyce, I competed in 2008 and I did two figure shows and I kind of knew that I was like, and I was at that point kind of self-taught. John, my current coach helped me with mm -hmm. some posing, but I was pretty much, I had a girl at the front desk at the gym kind of helping me out. And I was just this is your, giving one of your best. first shows that you did? 2008? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just giving my best effort. So the first show in 2008 was in March, and I came in uh, third place at that show. Uh, it was called the Karen Zaremba Classic. And then in 2008, in July, I did the uh, Michigan Natural and came in fourth place. And so I knew that right away, like I, I, my body structure was too big for figure. So that's where I started because um, I knew I hadn't had enough time to develop into being uh, suitable for women's bodybuilding. So I, I said, you know what? I, I don't know where this is going to take me. I enjoyed the experience, but I, I feel like I have no place because like I'm too, I, I was literally like starving for my second show. I was eating like <laughs> two cups of tuna, oh um, a cup of lettuce, orange, uh, yeah, a half an orange and egg white all day. And I mean, I still got on stage at like 140. So I'm like, compared to these girls at 118, 110, I'm massive, right? All legs. <laughs> but it, I got a little discouraged. So I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to finish school. You know, it's been a good experience. Um, and then fast forward from 2008. So I took eight years off, finished college got through um, working a full-time job, and this gentleman approaches me, Christian guy, used to play um, professional basketball. And he looks at me, and we were just, oh, yeah, I lived in Kansas. Oh, yeah, you lived in Kansas for a while. I met my kid mom there. And he comes up to me one day, and he says, listen, God has given you such a gift in this physique, and you're not going to do anything with it? My Mouth just, I mean, you know how when you, when somebody, when God sends someone to speak <laughs> something like that, they just stop you in your yeah. tracks, like, <laughs> and I mean, it, and I still tell Jamie to this day, I'm like, you don't know how much you truly helped me that day. Thank you for being obedient to get, deliver the message because I got it. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got back into it. I said, all right, 2016, let's give it another go. And then there was a new division that came out called Women's Physique. And I'm like, okay, these girls look a little more muscular. Like, okay, I could probably, you know, get into this and see, you know, where I fall. And so John Simmons was putting on his show again uh, that year in 2016. And I did that show, came in fourth place. But again, I'm still kind of self and Just so you know, point. John Simmons was a trainer at one of my clubs. And he ended, when I ended up selling all my clubs, John Simmons bought one of my most successful clubs on Pontiac Trail and Orange Lake Road. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy on how the dots are connected. That's right. And I mean, I got I got a chance to really see where that kind of was going to take me. Yeah. And then, um, and John is such a pure soul. He's such a good man. I so mean, you, I can't You kind of closed it to the top pretty quickly and that change. So we all want to know, like, how do you maintain that? balance of your personal life and your training and what does your training schedule look like because you're not one uh, not two not three but four and are you going for number five in I a am, row i'm like lord give me i, I want it so you know by your grace and mercy so yeah um it became a uh I, I got a, i got a job working for the detroit medical center 
And I told John, I said, some of these things are starting to align. I can't explain it, but I know that there's a window of opportunity here. And so I said, I'm working at a facility that has a gym. I can get an extra workout, so I can get an extra cardio. I'm teaching group exercise classes now. I'm certified. And like I, this is gaining momentum, John. And I'm like, okay, tell me if you really feel like I got the means to go after this pro card. And he says, yeah, I told you years ago that you had so much potential that, and you didn't even know it. So I'm like, okay, next year, I want you to put me as many shows as you feel like I need to be in, and let's just see where it goes. And I did five shows that year, and I got my pro card at the very last one. And that was like, okay, thank you, Lord. The sign that, or what I felt in my spirit was definitely right on. So now it's like, okay, <laughs> what's next? Wow. And it's always the, 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 the anticipation of that next goal. Right, that right? goal setting. I mean, here, here we are, here we are, you know, like literally the first month of 2024 is just racing by us. For all the people that, have bad days and we all have bad days how do you get to the gym when you just are having a bad day i think more about don't waste the opportunity god has given you the, the opportunity now you're in great shape now you have your coaches now you've got this time right now and so you know what a disrespect to god it would be to not take advantage of the now so, you know, you find a way to get in, in tune and in line real quick. And it's like, okay, you enjoying the now moment or not? Because, you know, in a blink of an eye, some of these athletes who have, you know, achieved a heightened level of status have had it taken away. And that, that you know, be grateful for what you have. So once I can shift my mind into, you know what, this is still an opportunity, a God-given opportunity, I got to make the most of it. Yeah. And that's what and like, uh, make the most one scripture that comes to mind that I always think about if I am having a moment where it's like, ah, it's the scripture about the talents where God gave the one five, right. the one two and the one one. And and what did you do with that? That's it. Don't bury it. <laughs> and God said, I don't know you. Yeah. Get behind me. Like, oh, the least you could have did was take it to the bank. Right. Yeah. I know on, on the days that I don't feel like working out, he would always remind me when I was training to be a champion, it would be pouring rain outside and I would be running down, what was it, running up the steps like Rocky. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> For RJ Health Studio, um, Dr. Julie Levine, if he's still around, which I think he is, uh, he was my manager, uh, like Johnny is to you. And... Um, I took a train and a bus to get there uh, on East 28th Street and Avenue U. It was R&J Health Studio. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was my neighbor, and he was basically there. Ron Tufel, um, Steve Mahalik, all these guys that were before my time, I was able to train side by side as I was like 16, 17 years old. You know... If I could, I'm going to put you on the spot, <laughs> as I do to a lot of people. But um, I hear your faith. Um, and you and I, we know each other. And you know that the core of who I am and why I'm here, I believe, is because of God's plan. How important is your faith and why in your life? 
it's the only thing that matters in my life. It really is. Because without that faith, in human effort alone, it's not enough. It never will be. And God designed it that way. And I think that once you come to the realization that, you know, it's God's pleasure to grant us these opportunities so that we can share our gifts with others, right? To enrich others' lives. And they, in turn, do the same for us. Um, but you have to know that the center of it all is the faith in God and that, you know, with God, all things are possible. But that's the mm-hmm. key. It's with God. Right. And that faith is what keeps right. us moving forward. And even with marriage, it's like, you know, people be like, Peter, after 19 years like yours, you're like single. Like, why did you get married? And the most beautiful thing is that if you do have faith, you know, and God chooses literally chooses your bride or your groom, um, then that person um, knows his love and can mirror that love that everyone is worthy of. And when that happens and you have this amazing threesome with God in the middle of it, then it is blessed. And, And it's to do his works. Everybody thinks, well, are you happy? Being married, I was happy before I was married. And, right. and what happens is, is when you truly operate in God's love, it's just a beautiful thing because really then it elevates you to even a better version of yourself when you're able to be yourself together. So, yeah, yes. And you guys' story, for the record, <laughs> is so inspiring, Aww. like so inspiring. <laughs> Because I just, I mean, have, have, after Peter told me about you guys' story in the airport, I was just like, God still writes love stories, and I can have one too. <laughs> when the time is right. It is when truly is right. God, all God's timing. Yeah. I mean, we met seven years ago, and when he, and then he ghosted me, and I had no idea that we would end up here. And I told her, I was coming, we, 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 we literally closed the restaurant, and then I was Best like... first date ever, and I got a second date, asked before the end of the first date, and then... I'm driving out of the like, parking lot on M59 <laughs> on the east side, and all of a sudden, I'm just filled with just amazing hope, yeah. and God said, no, yeah. not now. We both had healing and, and growth in everything to overcome before we were reunited, but yeah. It was so, so worth it. Worth it, right? Yeah. All worth it. <laughs> you know. We came back together as two holes and not fragments. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. For people that are, for women that are wanting to get into the sport, that literally follow every word that you say, that look up to you, that inspire to be like you, that feel they have a gift and everybody's talking down to them that, you know, that's a crazy idea. Why would you even think about competing? What would you tell the women out there that are struggling where they feel alone, but yet they feel that God burnt something in their hearts? Allow God to redevelop your circle, but keep moving forward with what you know he put in your heart to do. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's meant for those people to say things, just like my first trainer. You know, she doesn't have the heart to stick with it. I looked up to her. I valued her opinion. 
However, God said, no, you just stay the course that I've given you. Keep getting those magazines. Keep showing up to the gym. I will put you right in the pathway of the person who's going to help you start winning Miss Olympics. You know I, what I mean? So I, you got to follow that. <laughs> I think you should think about ministry. <laughs> I really do. It runs in your family. And it does. And it's crazy to so many people. And you do. You have this platform. I really think that you should consider that. So. If God has it for me, I'm, I'm, I know you will. I'm gonna do it. I know <laughs> you will. It's really if God has it for me, I'm gonna do it. Because I mean, even in this capacity, I've been able to reach so many women. I mean, some are ministry. not even remotely interested in competing, but they want to just live healthier lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And you know, one young lady. Um, well, I call her a young lady, but she's older than me. She's a grandma. I met her on a plane coming back from Vegas. So I mean, just she was crying. She lost her wallet. She was just frustrated. Um, but we developed this friendship, and at that time, Teresa was uh, 62, and, you know, she had this boyfriend who, you know, had wandering eyes, and she was getting frustrated, saying, you know, I just don't know what to do. I'm really wanting him to um, pay attention to me, settle down with me, wait, we've been living together, and, and we talked about scriptures, we have, like, a weekly Bible study together, and this is 2019, and we've been friends still ever since, and I said, well, you know what? Let's start putting some things in order, right? Let's start taking sex off the table. Okay. Honor your vessel and let God show you what to do. But take all of these in your house. different emotions and things and let's line yourself back up with what you know to be right. And if it's meant to be, God will bless it and you guys will be. And Peter and Joyce, it was like, nowhere. She stopped and it was four months. This man put a ring on her finger and they've been married ever since. <laughs> so it's like when I see that type of story unfold and it's like, you know what? God, thank you for using me and, and blessing me with an, a, a good friend that I can encourage um, to stay on the righteous path. Right. It, I'm not saying it's easy. We are human. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's where, you know, us being able to connect and have those kind of like weekly you know, Bible studies with each other was encouraging for both of us. Right. We have this little um, thing called free will. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> right. You know, I have a, we have a couple of questions before we go on people that have asked us questions knowing that we're going to have done this podcast. And one of them is, um, what is your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's tough. <laughs> okay, wait. Your favorite healthy go-to food and your favorite cheat. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Now you're talking. Okay. I would have to say my favorite healthy food is salmon. Mm -hmm. Definitely oh, a good grilled salmon <laughs> is like oh, excellent. And thank God I can still have salmon as of right now in my diet. Because <laughs> Peter, as you know, I mean, when we get into conscious breath, right. um, the types of things, to the fat content is right. too high when I'm trying to get the body fat percentage down really, really low. Um, but my favorite cheat would have to be a um, dairy-free homemade um, waffle. I found this <laughs> wonderful recipe for waffles. Um, I use either cornmeal or rice flour. Um, or we have a rice pancake mix that I've recently um, joined and partnered with a company in Canada um, that is 100% organic and all natural, but contains absolutely no dairy and is gluten-free. So those are like my favorites. And they come in chocolate, 
banana, uh, blueberry, oh, apple, cinnamon. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so we need to film a fitness segment together and then have waffles. Perfect. Say it when. And you know, you know, we, we want to, we're going to say it here live worldwide. Um, we've been blessed January 2nd. Um, Peter's Principles was relaunched after it was off the air for um, five years. It w it's been on the air for 34 and a half years. I started with the Today Show in Detroit and then National Today Show picked me up. And um, I just had this, I just had this dream inside of me to just motivate and educate. So here we are now, we're on a sound TV network on Tuesdays and Thursdays. At 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we're on Roku, Apple TV, DB TV on Saturday and Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So we are making an official evite that we would like to do a fitness segment for our worldwide TV show <laughs> with you. So you better I'm say yes. Honored. If not, I know where you live. <laughs> I'm We'll bribe you with waffles. We'll bribe you with waffles. Hey, no more. I'm there. <laughs> I'm Ask this question. There. I'm dying to know this question that one of our viewers asked. Oh, your favorite hobbies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my so when you're not in the gym, what are you doing? <laughs> traveling and, and sightseeing. PG rated. Sort of <laughs> I love any museum or anything that's like a nature reserve or nature park. Art or yeah, I like I love getting into the Come history the of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just we yeah. went to this nature reserve. What is it with the the zip lining and all that kind of stuff? That was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Adventure yeah. Park. Adventure mm -hmm. Park. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But uh, oh, where's that? That's <laughs> in West Bloomfield. <laughs> that is not far oh, away. It, yeah. It's amazing. You're climbing like you know. 40 feet up and you're doing all these different things and there's no turning back. There's no turning back. You can't. You can't call your mama. You can't call anybody. It's so fun. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Her daughter Adventure was paralyzed for a moment, hugging a tree. And we were going to leave her two trees ago in New York. But she broke through that mental toughness and it was a beautiful day, um, but yeah, there's, we love nature, that's why we're on the water, and it's beautiful when you have commonalities with somebody. We train together every day, you know, so it's really, really cool. You know, before, before we leave, for all the people that are having a hard time, and there's so much brokenness in this world, for all the people that have been hurt, been betrayed. Um, they feel as though their dreams will never come to fruition. Um, what will you tell them? What message could you could you give someone that is just in such despair? I would say, give God a chance. Open up your heart and see if you've been so focused on one way of getting something done that you haven't really given God a chance to show you um, what he can really do. So that calls for a complete surrender of what you had in mind. But then there's also the obligation to start to speak and act. One of my favorite scriptures is you have not because you ask not. So 
it's the God's good pleasure to give us the things of his kingdom, but we have to act and we have to position ourselves in such a way to humbly receive. So I think that I would start there, okay? You know, talk to God just like you, you would be talking to maybe the counselor. You can cry about it, you can yell about it, but get it out. And then just simply ask God, show me what it is that you have in mind and start to reveal the steps that I need to take to accomplish that. Because I know that you have nothing but the highest good in mind for me. So let me take a step back and just ask for guidance from you, God. And start there. Because sometimes there may be small things that um, some people have thought were insignificant that God can still use. Maybe God says, you know what, I want you to stop spending so much time with this person. And I want you to be spending time over here. But some people disregard. So it's having that quiet time to take a step back. And just really surrender and get real and ask God for, for answers and clarity. That would be what I would start there. Speaking of getting real, what do you think that God puts you here? What is your purpose? How do you want to be remembered at the end of the day? Good question. Very good question. <laughs> um, I, my purpose is definitely to inspire people to take care of their, their bodies. That's definitely like that because it resonates so richly within me. And I've seen women, multiple women, time after time after time over these last, you know, almost two decades that I've been in this. I'm 40 now, so I've been doing this pretty consistently since I started competing. And I started competing at 24, um, well, 25. And uh, it, it's just a matter of making sure that I'm always known and remembered for leaving people with the encouragement that you can turn any situation around, but let's start within. And usually most people, it's, it's kind of the easy way to start to see some more rapid change as you work on the deeper intangible things like, you know, your self-esteem, um, maybe there's some trauma that needs to be healed, but God gave us these bodies to start physically engaging, right? And the more you start taking better care of your health, you start to develop a certain value. Like, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to go to that place. And you know what? Now I'm going to start changing the things that I read. Now I'm going to start changing the people that I hang around with. I want to be known as that person to help that stepped in at the time when she was needed and help to guide them along this path of better health, starting with their physical health. How can people find you? Instagram, Instagram is like my my go-to, um, which is my handle is Miss Pretty Muscle. I still don't know how I got that name or came up with it, but Miss Pretty Muscle and MZ Miss Pretty Muscle. Um, but I also am relaunching my website. Um, that actually just relaunched last night, which is perfect timing. Um, and the website is www.andreashaw.com. Very, very good. Well, what a blessing and a pleasure. We thank you for taking the time. And for all the people that are watching here, you know, if you like this, just subscribe on that button below because there's such great content and great guests like Andrea. And um, whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, God has put you here for a purpose, on purpose. So put your shoulders back, your chest out, and truly, 
and breaks and sees the moment of each and every day. We thank you, Andrea, that God continue to lead you, direct you, protect you, and bless you in all that you do. And we thank you so much. And until next week, everyone, it's Peter and Joyce Nielsen living your purpose.